The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OA Now. I'm Sammy Caramina, blogger of the um, blogger of across around the OAA, um, and one of the hosts of Between Tamina's and, or- and um, Last Three Brain Cells on Oriented with Television. Um, like to welcome those hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud and those watching on um, YouTube. I mean, got a lot to look at this week. Um, we're going to recap the um, the um, regional final game between Adams and West Bloomfield. Get my thoughts on 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 that, and also preview Adams' matchup coming up with um, Grand Blank um, this weekend. We're going to recap also the volleyball um, the um, volleyball um, regional finals for um, Lake Orion, Troy, and Berkeley. Of course, um, we know what happened there um, with those three teams. Um, you know, and then of course we're going to preview the girls' basketball season. Obviously, um, we're going to go more in depth surrounding the um, <clears throat> preview heading into the season. So that'll be really interesting to keep a real close eye on um, as we um, as we get from the end of fall into the beginning of winter. Um, so a lot to look at. Um, a lot of things occurred this past weekend. Obviously, we've had the um, we had the regional final as mentioned. Um, Adams coming up, coming away with a 14-13 win against West Bloomfield. It was really a tale of two different halves. I mean, obviously with um with Adams, the difference in that game, I mean, like, was Adams' ability to adjust in the second half and um West Bloomfield dominated early on, but um, you know, behind two touchdowns from Dylan Tatum. But um they just they had they had a lot of missed opportunities. I mean, that's really the bottom line of that game. I mean, was missed opportunities. Um, a lot of things changed in that game. I think one of the huge game changers was a interception that um, Adams quarterback Parker Picot um, picked off Raekwon Nance. Um, you know, ended up leading to a touchdown. Um, and, of course, Adams scoring both their touchdowns from one yard out. Um, Griffin Hankey had the winning score. Um, Colin Timko had the winning extra point. He hasn't missed an extra point all season long. I mean, Pico also added a touchdown as well in that game. Um, but when you really look at both sides, um, I'm going to go Adams first. I mean, when you really define what the Highlanders did, um, they ended up being the, um, you know, they had their struggles early. Um, West Bloomfield had a really good game plan. Um, Obviously, and it was used Dylan Tatum um, throughout. I mean, like, you know, Tatum had a really big game. Um, you know, and that's what big-time stars do. You know, they go out and have big games, especially against the, um, especially against some really good defense. Adams' defense is really good. I mean, they got a Harvard commit in Alice DeGurk. Um, um, you know, going there to Harvard next year. I mean, he had a, he also had a nice game for Adams himself. I mean, but Adams is getting, game plan really was um you know was to make i mean like to take away um raekwon nance's running ability and they did a pretty good job of that you know their defense hurried rushed to the ball really well i mean they were really effective there you know and it showed in that fourth down um where west Bloomfield had a chance to um you know, get a first down, and they ended up not doing it. You know, they ran the right play. I thought the Wildcat formation they ran 
that was the right call. I mean, and it just didn't execute. And that ended up being the huge difference. Now, now looking at that game, obviously West Bloomfield had their chances. I mean, they really did have their chances. And with Adams, you know, you know what you're going to get with the Veer. I mean, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, it's a time possession offense that Adams runs with that Veer. And that's a huge credit, you know, for credits due. I mean, a difference, it was a tale of two halves. It was a tale of, you know, as mentioned, I mean, Adams really looked like they were the aggressors in the second half, West Bloomfield in the first half. I mean, you know, that's really what it was. I mean, but... You know, was this a game that West Bloomby could have won? Absolutely. I mean, because of the fact of the matter is, you know, they had their chances. And, again, penalties showed its ugly head in that game as well. I mean, they were more disciplined in their game against nobody Detroit Catholic Central. I mean, against Adams, they took some costly penalties. They made some costly, um, costly mistakes, and that's what ended up getting them. You know, and, you know, for... And looking at Adams, you know what I mean? Obviously, Parker Pico, I mean, he had a nice game. I mean, both sides of football. Um, Griffin Hankey had an okay game. I mean, you know, but I think when you look at, we're going to talk Adams in a couple minutes here. I mean, like, recap them. Um, I want to look at West Bloomfield first. I mean, when you look at West Bloomfield, I mean, yes, you're going to lose Dylan Tatum, but you do return some really key guys. You got key, you got um. You got um, Raekwon Nance coming back. You got a really good running back as well. And um, Ken and Ken Jones coming back. Um, I mean, you got Samaj Morgan also. I mean, but the problem area that I see for West Bloomfield is going to be up front. I mean, that was one of my biggest concerns coming in the year was how was West Bloomfield going to be up front? And they they really, they had some moments where they looked... um. You know, they had some moments where they um, had some struggles, especially with the center to him quarterback exchange. Um, they end up getting that corrected. Um, but that's going to be something to really look at next year for Coach Terry Grice is going to be that offensive line and defensive line. I mean, that's something to really look at heading into next year. I mean, the defense did just enough in the um, postseason. Um, I mean, they... I mean, they... They beat, held Novi to three points, and then they beat Novi Detroit Catholic Central. I mean, held them to 21, um, and that's that's a pretty good offense themselves there. But, you know, again, and then 14 against Rochester Adams. I mean, obviously, the defense came through. It's just they just couldn't deliver when it counted in that, in that play, and, you know, that ended up being the difference. So when I look at what's moving next year, yes, they, out, they were outscored by Adams 49-30 this year, both losses. Um, they got a lot coming back. Um, I think West Bloom will be right back in the thick of it in the red race next year. I think they're going to be, um, they're going to be probably one of the favorites in the red, obviously with who they got coming back. Um, so when I look at Adams, um, this is a team that I think could do some damage. Uh, when I look at West Bloom, I think can do some damage next year. Um, but they've got to get some things figured out. I mean, program strength next year for them is a little bit of a concern. Um, but you do have the key, key areas figured out when you look at, um, Jones at running back, most likely be your Wildcat running, but your Wildcat quarterback, Raekwon Nance back at quarterback, Samaj Morgan, um, 
I mean, like, there's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens for them without Dylan Tatum. Um, he's going to be heading to Michigan State. There's other guys that are heading to Division One colleges as well. So that's something to really, really keep an eye on for um, West Bloomfield heading into next year. So that's something to really look at to keep a really close eye on heading into next year is going to be is the, um, how is West Bloomfield going to be, you know, with life without Tatum, you know, you know, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, on Adams's case, you know, looking at them, um, obviously with Rochester Adams, obviously this is a young football team still. Their line is veteran heavy. Um, you got Parker Pico quarterback, Griffin Hankey at running back, um, Joey Shallow, Brady Prescorn, deep. I mean, like you got Nick Patera, um, backup quarterback. Um, they've got a lot of weapons. I mean, you know, even though they're not a deep team to begin with, but when you look at Adams, um, you know, this is a team that, you know, when you look at them, I mean, like they've knocked off, they've knocked off Oxford twice. They've knocked off West Bloomfield twice. I mean, that tells you a lot to describe what they've been doing. Um, so when you really look at Adams, I mean, you really look at this team, I mean, they look... They, I mean, they have the makings of a state championship team. I mean, this is the first time since 2007 they're back in the state semifinals. This is the problem. This is, um, when you look at Tony Petrino, he's had three, I mean, three trips to state semifinals. I mean, I know 2003, 05, and then 07. Um, of course, 2003 was the year that Adams won the state title, and with Petrino introducing the Veer offense, you know, to the, not only just the OA, but also the state of Michigan. I mean, there's a lot of similarities compared to the, um, a lot of similarities compared to the 2003 team, to this team, obviously. I mean, they have a good quarterback. They had a good quarterback in 03. They had a great, they had a stout offensive line, stout both lines. They have, they have it this year. They have it very similar to 03. They have a very good, um, they have a very, very, um, you know, they're not a deep team this year, though. But back in 03, you know, they had, I mean, like, they were, they had, there were a lot of kids that played. I mean, obviously, you know, football's changed. Um, so when you really look at Adams, you know, for the success that they've had, a lot of people look at, obviously, with what, um, you know, Adams has always been who they are. You know, they're a team that, they're hard, gritty team, run a veer offense, you know what I mean, which is really, which is really uncharacteristic for a football program, you know, to run. I mean, you look at obviously the teams that run this this offense, um, Air Force, obviously Navy. Um, they run both those teams basically run the same offense. So Adams does, um, you know. And I know Tony Pacino's, you know, he's got a lot of history at Ferris State, you know, where they run the Veer. I mean, like, so when you really look at this offense, you know, for them to run it like they are, it tells you something that. They have an identity. They have, they have, they, they, I mean, they have an identity. I mean, that's really what it is. You know what I mean? For Adams. Um, so for Adams to win that game against West Bloomfield, really, really incredible for what they've done. Um, for what, um, you know, I mean, like, I mean, a lot of people look at team, look at Adams and say, this is not a deep team. Um, this is not a, um, I mean, they're not as, um, you know, 
I mean, like they're not. I mean, like they don't have like they. This team does have playmakers. Parker Pico is a playmaker. Griffin Hankey's a playmaker. Joey Shadow's a playmaker. Brady Prescorn's a playmaker. So if you say to me that this team doesn't have any playmakers, you're kidding yourself. I mean, this Adams team, despite the lack of numbers, you know, they, the Veer makes up for a lot of problems. You know, it makes up for a lot of problems. And I'm going to explain in a minute, previewing that state semifinal match with Grand Blank, um, how the Veer could give Grand Blank some problems and you know so let's talk about that matchup i mean let's go now from the recap in the um, regional final to the um to the um state semifinal matchup gonna be played at howell um this weekend between adams and um and howell and um adams and grand blank at howell now people were even myself complained a little bit on twitter why this matchup would be played at howell um what I didn't know was the MHA had a list of schools that wanted to host the game. And, you know, how was on that list. Um, even though Grand Blank and Adams are close to one another, separated by about 30 minutes, um, basically between Oakland County and Genesee County. Um, in fact, they're playing this game in Livingston County. Um, and then people are going to say, well, what about Troy Athens? I mean, you know, I mean, like, that could have been a really interesting game, but interesting sight for them to play, but, you know, it is what is. So, so they're going to play at Howell um, this weekend on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Um, and it's a really interesting game between um, Adams and Grand Blank. I mean, Grand Blank's coming off a 28-27 win against Rockford where, um, where um, a botched snap led to um, Rockford missing their two-point opportunity to win that game with Grand Blank. Um, when I look at this game, and I think this is a really interesting one, I look at Grand Blank, and I look at the success that Grand Blank has had as an athletic department, especially in the last two years. They won a state title in boys basketball. They won a state baseball title. And now they're making this run in football. So that tells you where this program's been, where this athletic program's been at Grand Blank. Now, it does help that you do recruit. You know, they do they do get kids who come into Grand Blank. You know, they do get kids from Flint. They get kids from Midland. They get kids from elsewhere throughout mid-Michigan to come down to Grand Blank and play. But this team also has a homegrown component as well. I mean, and this homegrown component has really been evident as well. I mean, you look at the baseball championship. I mean, you know, homegrown talent. It won, it won them that. But with Grand Blank, obviously everything starts with running back Eliza Anderson Jackson. It starts with him. I mean, what he's done at running back, he's very athletic. He's an Eastern Michigan football commit. But you look at what he's done. He's done incredible stats for Grand Blank. He's Played really, really good for Grand Blank. I mean, he's been really good. I mean, that's not a question. And then you look at a quarterback in Hunter Ames. I mean, like Ames, this is this is his um first year starting a quarterback. I mean, you know, he's had a really nice year. I mean, they got 
They got a very good receiver in Taj Boyd, who's a multi-sport athlete. I mean, he also plays boys basketball for Mike Thomas, for Coach Mike Thomas. So when you really look at Grand Blank, I mean, yes, they got 100 kids on that roster. You know, and there's a reason why. Because, yes, they're the, they're, they're the biggest school district in Oakland County. Um, in, um, in, um, in the state of Michigan, my bad. I apologize. Grand Blank's in Genesee County. So when you really look at Grand Blank, um, this is going to be an interesting matchup with Adams. I mean, against Rockford, they went toe-for-toe toe with them. I mean, it was a back-and-forth seesaw game between those two last week in the regional final over at Rockford. So now comes the test for Adams. Here's why, because Adams hasn't been on the road in since Stony Creek. So this is going to be really interesting because the postseason games that they played, actually since Detroit Renaissance, I take that back. I mean, they were at Detroit Renaissance. Um, that was their last road game. So now they're going to be going to Howell. And here's to see how this team is going to respond going on the road. Because the last three weeks they played have been at home. So it'll be really interesting to see how Adams responds to being on the road, you know, than being at home. Because being on the road is a lot different. I mean, Grand Blank just went out to Rockford last week. We mentioned that. But... It's going to be really interesting to see how Grand Blank, how um, Adams responds against Grand Blank. I mean, and then vice versa. I mean, if you're Adams, you know you've been here before. You've been here, you know, you've taken on bigger teams. You look at Oxford, had more kids than them. You look at, you look at, you look at, um, obvious, you look at um, West Plymouth, they had more kids than Adams. I mean, like, you know, so when you look at, and then you look at Grand Blank, who's going to probably see 100 kids, you know, who's going to dress 100 kids, you know, this isn't going to face him. I mean, it isn't. I'd be shocked if it did, but I know for sure it's not going to phase Adams because I know what Tony Petrino and that staff has done. I mean, their theme this year has been resilient. I mean, I, I, I know the interview when I had with them at Media Day. I mean, like, you know, this is gonna. This is a resilient team. I mean, this is a resilient program that Petrino's put to, put at Adams. They're not gonna be afraid against Grand Blank. Now, when you look at Grand Blank side, they have played against the OA before. These two teams were in the same district last year. I mean, they didn't even they didn't get to play one another. But it's really interesting storyline. Um, we know Coach Clint Alexander is gonna gonna use some trick plays. We know that. You know, what Grand Blank's game plan is going to be against Adams is pretty simple. I mean, they're going to try to use their depth to wear and tear against Adams, you know, because Adams, they know, because Adams is not a deep team. They have a lot of guys that go two ways. I mean, so they're going to try to use that. But I think Adams has played a more tougher schedule. I mean, that's obvious when you really look at what, um, you know, Adams obviously playing. I mean, like now... Now, Grand Blanks play Davis and Lapeer. Um, and Lapeer, those are not easy games. I mean, both these two teams' common opponents have been Lapeer. I mean, obviously, when you look at um, when you look at Adams, they went and steamrolled Lapeer. I mean, Grand Blank also did the same thing against them. I mean, so there is that common opponent right there is Lapeer for both these teams. 
So when you really look at this matchup, the key gate, the key is going to be is can Adams do what they do best against Grand Blank against that defense? I don't think Grand Blank's defense is as good as people think, but can Grand Blank's figure out the veer? That's not going to the veer is a really difficult offense, and you look at what Grand Blank has to deal with. You know, they have not seen a team that has run the veer like Adams will. I mean, the veer can counteract depth. It has done that for years. And that is something that you got to look at with Adams. You know, you got to look at. So if you're Grand Blank, you know, it's going to be really, really hard to replicate this offense in practice. It's going to be really hard. It doesn't matter how much depth you have. It doesn't matter how much, um, how much, how many athletes you have. It's going to be really, really hard to replicate in practice. And if you're Adams, you just got to stay healthy during practice. You just got to stay healthy. Make sure that you um, make sure everybody's ready to go. And that says a lot. That really says a lot right there. So I'm going to do my projection later on the show. Here, um, we're going to talk um. We're going to recap some volleyball, and then we're going to preview some girls' basketball. Um, on the volleyball front, obviously, when you look at um, when you look at the matchups on Berkeley, um, Ber- I mean, Berkeley had with Dearborn Devon Child in the regional final. Troy had to play Macomb Dakota, and Lake Orion had to play Birmingham Marion. Um, it was going to be three. It was going to be really tough for those three um, in their respective games. Um, obviously, you know, when you look at Troy playing Macomb, Dakota at Chippewa Valley. It's, you know, it was going to be really difficult for them. Um, and then you look at, obviously, Lake Orion playing the defending Division one state champions of Birmingham Marion. Um, one controversial call changed the whole matchup there in that game. Um, and then Berkeley and um, Dearborn, Devon Child. Um, I think it was a, it was good, I think, for um, Berkeley. You know what I mean? Like, um, even though they lost to Dearborn Devon Child to see where they were at, um, to see where they can make that next step for next year. So when you look at these three games, um, obviously there's no OA teams left in volleyball. Um, basically, um, when you look at Berkeley this year, I mean, Berkeley, they wanted down the district title for the second straight year. Won a regional semi, won a regional matchup, knocking off Dearborn Fortson in three. Um, so really, you know, for Berkeley, you gotta like the direction where this team's going. You really gotta like where where they're going. Um, now they gotta make that next step and win the regional title. I mean, they basically did everything I thought they would be. You know, they would get to the regional final. If they would have won it, that would have been great. Um, you know, to get the state quarterfinals, um, even though they would have had a really tough matchup. But for Berkeley, they had a really nice year. A really, really good year. And I got to give credit to their coaching staff. I got to give credit to everybody there for doing a wonderful job over there to get Berkeley back into the, um, you know, Berkeley volleyball, they're back. I mean, this is a team that they're back. I mean, bottom line is, this is a team that's got a lot of, they got, I mean, they got a lot of momentum heading into this year. They got a lot of momentum heading into next year. So when I look at Berkeley, this is a team that's got really, I've got a lot of high upside with Berkeley. I mean, like this is a team that I think could, 
I don't be. I mean, they're going to be one of the favorites in white next year. I mean, like I think that they're going to be a really, really interesting team to keep a really close eye on um, in the future. I mean, I really like the development of Sawyer Jones. Um, they have really, really put themselves on the map, and I think that's very important for them going into the future. So, nice round for Berkeley. I mean, like really, really good. Um, really, really strong. Um season for them um troy had a really good year for coach um, tom vigilant um um i think that um you know when you look at troy getting the regional final um it wasn't a surprise they, they would get there um because of the district they did have that win against troy athens um which was huge and then they knocked off utica ford um macomb dakota was just too good for them i mean they're just too good I mean, that's really where the difference was. I mean, Macomb Dakota just knocked off Stony Creek um, in three games. I mean, Stony Creek had a really interesting year um, with life in the red and then, of course, winning their district all of a sudden before falling to um, Macomb Dakota. So when you really look at the future next year for um, for um, for Troy, I mean, like, yes, they do lose Kendall Zider. They do lose four seniors. I mean, they got a good team coming back. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what happens next year for them. So, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Troy. I mean, like, they got a, I mean, they were young this year. I mean, they were, they were young this year, um, four seniors. I mean, like, but at the end of the day, you know, they found a way and won. You know, they found a way, won a district title, and then got to the um, and then made that that next step. So, really interesting there. Um, congratulations to Troy and a really good season there and the getting the regional final. And then there's Lake Orion. I mean, when you look at the Dragons, I mean, you know, they jet they won a district title. They knocked off um a really good Lakeland team in five games before um losing to Birmingham Marion. Um. When you look at that game, and there was a very controversial call in the second set that changed the whole game, or whole set around. Lake Orion was leading, um, but a very questionable net call gave um, Birmingham Marion the point and the momentum for the Mustangs to win that game and eventually the set in three games. Um, when you look at Lake Orion this year, obviously, you know, when you look at the Dragons, I mean, the 28-14 record, does say a lot um, when you look at the Dragons. I mean, they had some good wins. They knocked off Clarkston um, on the road, which was huge at the time. Um, there's a team that loses 10 seniors, um, but they do return um, Nina Horning. Um, she is a Cincinnati volleyball commit. So I'm curious to see how the Dragons do next year in volleyball. I mean, you got... Um, there's going to be some changes with that team. I mean, you do lose a very good setter in Jana McCauley. Um, you do lose Piper Tagella. Um, Lauren Peters really blossomed this year. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next year with Lake Orion, um, how they are going to look next year. I mean, I'm curious to see, you know, I know for sure when you look at volleyball next year, I mean, you got to look at Clarkson, obviously as being the favorite, especially they got coming back. Berkeley's a team, another team worth mentioning as well. Um, so I think when you look at volleyball next year, obviously, you know, the two teams to really watch out for are Clarkston 
and Berkeley. Those are the two teams I am really, really high on heading into next year. So that is my take on volleyball. Um, congratulations to everybody who um, who um, who played this year. Um, you know, got through this. Um, got through it this year. So we'll see what happens going forward. All right, now I'm gonna go from. We're gonna preview um, girls basketball. Um, obviously, they start in two weeks. Um, I've already written the preview out on my blog at at Saginaw Bay forty six fifty at blogspot.com. If you want to take a look, it's my new blog around the OAA. That is my name, my new blog. Um, um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. But when you look at the previews of each division, and it is divided in three divisions this year: you got the red, the white, and the blue. Um, Obviously, when you look at storylines, and there's a lot of storylines, I mean, when you look at, and I'm going to go by from each division. I'm going to go from blue first, then white, then the red. And when you look at the blue division this year, you look at, obviously, you got three legit teams, I think, that can make some noise. But Av- but watch out for Avenel Fernandez University. Those are two teams that I'm curious to see what happens there. Um Ferndale and Pontiac are both starting over from scratch. Um, I know that Ferndale's got a new coach in Alcatala. Pontiac, I haven't heard anything from their coaching situation surrounding them. Um, I haven't heard anything from them. But when you look at Ferndale, obviously starting over, it's not going to be easy for Coach Alcatala over there. It's not going to be easy. He's got to develop a program. He's got to keep kids engaged. He's got to keep... You know, it's not going to be easy for Ferndale this year in the girls. It's not going to be easy. <clears throat> so I'm curious to see what happens there. Program strength is a big-time concern there. Um, curious to see what happens over there. Ferndale University, um, they had a really good— they didn't win a league game last year, but they did win at Avondale, which was a huge statement for them. Um, last year, I think there's a lot to like for Coach Dane Hester. Um I think that when you look at Ferndale University, it's going to come down to is can they have, you know, can they replicate the same success that got them into the, um, it got them to dance. I really like their non-conference this year. I really like the fact they're playing Water Vermont. They're playing um, Detroit. Um, they're playing the what? They're playing this um new team twice. I I can't remember in my and tip my tip my head right now. Um. But there's a lot to like with Ferndale University um, this upcoming season. There's a lot to like with them. Um, Avondale, obviously, you look at with them. Um, you got Savannah Schmidt, Reagan Lawrence. Um, curious to see how these these um, twins from Ohio look. Um, I haven't heard much about them, but I know the coaching staff was really, really high on them. Um, and also... Um, they got another one coming up as well. So I don't know with Avondale. I, I just don't know. There's a lot of questions surrounding Avondale this year. Um, but they're gonna either gonna have to rely a lot on Lawrence and Schmidt, or they're gonna have to, or they might have a well-rounded team around them. So curious to see what they have over at Avondale. Um they'll be a team worth watching to keep a real close eye on. Um and then you look at obviously um, Harper Woods coming in the OAA. Um, this one's going to be really interesting to watch. I mean, Harper Woods, the team that you know last season had a really good year in the Michigan Metro Conference. Um, they bring a lot of experience. Um, 
Coach Paul Allen's got a lot right, a lot riding on this team. I mean, there's there. I mean, this is a young group. You know, they were very young last year. But I'm curious to see how that adjustment to the OA is going to be for Harper Woods. I mean, that's going to be the key adjustment. I mean, I have them as my early favorite because of the experience, but I might have to scale it back a little bit because of you know if they do struggle off the off the boat, you know, especially with that experience being the issue there. Um, Oak Park's an interesting one. I really like Oak Park. I mean, I really like what I'm coaching until Corson's done. I mean, like, I know she's taken over the program for Coach Peggy Evans' car. Oak Park's had a really nice, um, 21 and 12 last two years. Incredible. I mean, really, really incredible run for, um, Oak Park in the district final last year. I'm curious to see who their, who their top player's gonna be now that, um, Tamara Todd has graduated from Oak Park, um, but that's a team I'm really high on to keep an eye on. It's Oak Park. So that's another one to watch. Um, Farmington, this one's going to be interesting. Because I talked to um, Farmington Athletic Director Tim Miklash on um, this team. Um, a lot of people talk about Anna Barrett. I mean, like, she is a really, really good player. I mean, I like her game. I think she, I mean, like, but I'm curious to see who else is going to step up. I know um, Miklash and I talked about um, a sophomore who got hurt last year for um, Farmington. Now she's back. Um, but I'm curious to see how Brielle Burns does because Farmington's going to need somebody at that forward spot that, you know, you do lose a lot of talent from last year. In Laura Guzman's team, she lost a lot of talent. But, you know, with Barrett back, you know, that helped a lot of problems. But when you look at Farmington, you know, it's going to be who steps up because you know there's going to be teams that are going to really prepare for Barrett, for Barnett. I mean, like, to basically say, okay, teams can play a box and one on you. So, basically, with Farm with Farmington, it's who's going to be that second option, who's that third option, and if you find that option, you know what I mean, then it's going to help things out for Farmington. It's going to open up doors for Barrett to shoot, to, have, to, to do what she's more than capable of doing. I think Farmington's a dark horse. They are a dark horse to watch. And then you look at Seaholm. I mean, like, Seaholm's the other one. You know what I mean? You Seaholm, they got a nice team. I really like what Coach Chris Manchester's done with that team. I mean, you really look at the talent they have back. You look at Shea Manchester. You got Maggie Labler. I mean, you got others on that team that can do some damage. I mean, Seaholm, and I really, really love last year what they did. Seaholm played a murders row schedule. They played just absolutely murders row. I mean, when you look at their non-conference, I really enjoyed that. You know what I mean? Even though they, even the win-loss record doesn't, doesn't um, show it, but they got better. They got better. And they're not conference this year. They're playing some, they're playing some great, they're playing OA schools. They are playing proven teams. And that's going to get, that's not only going to get your team better, that's going to at least, that's going to get you, that's going to get you, that's going to get you better. You know, that tells you something that say, if you're Coach Chris Manchester, say, hey, we're going to play anybody. Them and Farmington are basically the same boat. Them and Farmington are basically the same boat saying, okay, we're going to play, we're going to play the toughest, toughest schedule to get ourselves better. And that's what Farmington and Seahome are doing. So that's something I really, really like about with both those teams. Even though I got Harper Woods favored, 
and it's slightly favored over, over Seaholm and um, Farmington. I think at the end of the day here, is you look at that team, you look at if Harper Woods struggles to adjust the life in the OA, they could be in some trouble. That's really the bottom line here. And then you look at Oak Park. Oak Park's the wild card here. I mean, they got a new coach in Chantel Corson. Avondale's another possible wild card. You know, and then you look at, obviously, Ferndale University, and then you have Pontiac, and then, um, and then you have Ferndale. Ferndale and Pontiac. Both teams are starting over. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the blue division. Now let's go from the blue to the white. And this one's going to be really, really interesting. Because when you look at the white this year, there, there's some really good parity in this division. There is, there's a lot of parity. I mean, you look at Lake Orion's a team that they got a lot coming back. Oxford's very young, but they got, um, I mean, they got a young group coming back. But, um, but they got their two, they got, they got two very solid players. Athens has nearly everybody back. Adams got a new coach. You know, Rochester, they lost a lot. And then you look at Berkeley, they got a new coach. Um, North Farmington, we know what they have. And then and then Bloomfield Hills, you know what I mean? Year two under new coach, under, under Chris Massey. So I'm very curious to see how this division is going to look. I mean, Bloomfield Hills is a team that, you know, they, year, it was, they had a really rough year last year under coach Chris Massey. I mean, really rough. Now they got they got some key players coming back. Ashley Fortner's one I'm keeping a close eye on. Um and then they got others as well. I mean, Bloomfield Hills has really done a good job of program strength. It looks like they're gonna field three programs. Um it's gonna be really interesting to see what the Blackhawks do this season. Um, you know, they won one game last year. Um they won a couple games last year, um, but it, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, they had that disappointing postseason loss to Avenue where they lost in overtime, but I'm curious to see what Chris Massey's team is going to do this year. Really, yeah. Pretty much the biggest storyline in the white to watch is Berkeley, and people ask me, why is Berkeley? And not like Lake Warrior Oxford or Troy Athens or North Farmington or Adams or Rochester. Here's why I'm saying it's Berkeley. Berkeley named the new head coach. Um, this offseason for Berkeley's been just a nightmare. It was a really interesting offseason. And yes, Kirk Carolyn, the head coach there, left to be the new coach at, to be an assistant at Macomb Community College. They went with Ben Bancroft, the head coach. Um, but a sudden, like, um, uproar, you know, within the parents, um, caused, the, caused Berkeley to start the coaching search all over again. They settled with Cody Faulkner as the new head coach. Um, I talked about this last week on the pod with um, Faulkner coming in there. Um, I think when you look at Berkeley, and this is a team that you do feature Ashley Loon. You have Alora Sikoris there. Ava Beards there. Um, I think when you look at Berkeley, everything's going to flow through Loon. And that's the bottom line. And when you look at that schedule... Having a look at Macomb, Dakota, that schedule is absolutely brutal. And the fact that you have to, you have to, you're completely starting fresh. And you have a very tough non-conference. That's not to mention the white. Then your district's absolutely brutal. I mean, 
it's going to be really interesting to see what Coach um, Cody Feltner is going to have over there at Berkeley. It's going to be really interesting because I know he's got coaching experience when he was at Ferndale, but it's going to be the question for Feltner is going to be is can he build program strength? That is the big question. That was the big problem last year at Berkeley was program strengths. And I'm curious to see how this program does. So that is a team I'm keeping a real close eye on is the Berkeley Bears. How are the players going to gel to Feltner? How are, they, how are the players going to um, – how, how is Feltner going to respond to the players? So that's going to be the interesting part. The transition period has to happen during the season. And for Berkeley, you know, to have a new coach late in the game, it's very difficult. I mean, I know a lot of coaches that were hired late, and it had some struggles early. So I expect the same thing here at Berkeley with that tough schedule looming. Um, now from Berkeley, let's go to Rochester. Um, Bill Thurston's team, um, really interesting talking about Allie Mace, the, um, the um, six-foot center. Um, really, he's really high on her. Um, curious to see what Rochester is going to have. I know Natalie races back. Um, they got Abby Pleasant, Melania Troy's out for the year with an ACL. Um, but I'm very curious to see the development of Mac. And I think that's going to be the key. I know a lot. I know she's gotten a lot of hype in the media, um, around the basketball Twitterverse. Um, so I'm very curious to see how she will do. In the um in the white, I mean, going up against some really good big girls. I mean, like in this division. So, but when you look at Rochester, I mean, they lost a lot from last year from a team that went to the district final last two years. Um, it's hard to replace a Jackie Hurst, a Megan Lorenzo, um, those type of and Anir Rangerson. It's going to be hard to replace those three players. So, if your coach Bill Thurston, you know, they're going to be young. I mean. But you know they're going to be competitive. I know that program very well. The coaching staff there is really good there. Um, so it's it's going to be Rochester is going to be very young this year. So we'll see what happens there going forward with them. Um, Adams they got a new coach in you know, Joe Malberg. Um, I really like Malberg a lot. I think he's going to bring a lot for Adams. Um, well, when you look at you do return Madison Kessman, you got Mila Dranik. You have um, you have um. Elizabeth Blaine, I mean, like, um, I mean, I, if I get my Blaine sisters right here, um, the younger one is back um, for Adams. But I'm curious to see how this team adjusts to Malberg's system. One thing that I told Malberg, um, obviously, is you have to have program strength. And program strength is really important. I think program strength is really going to be the key for Adams because it's important to have a healthy program. You look at the best teams in that, the best teams that have program strengths. They have three programs. So it's important for Adams to have that component there. It can't be just the varsity team. You got to have it in the middle. You got to have it in the sub varsities. You got to have a JV team. You got to have a freshman team. You got to have your, you got to, you got to put your program in with the middle school teams. I know Adams has kids that, I know, Ad, I know Adams has Peter systems. 
middle schools, Van Heusen and West. You know, they have, you know, so that's something to really keep a close eye on when you look at Adams. I mean, obviously, that's something to really, really, really keep a close eye on. So I got, there's a lot to like with Joe Malberg's team. A lot to like, a lot of optimism. I mean, I really, I've got Adams, you know, um, I think they're going to be okay this year. I really do. I really do. Um, North Farmington is a very interesting team to keep a close eye on as, as well. I mean, last season, this team really struggled early on, picked it up late, um, got the district final for losing the Farm Tales Mercy. Um, everything for the Raiders starts with Stella Leffler. I mean, everything. I mean, Leffler's gotten a lot of attention this offseason. She's gotten better as a player. I mean, they also got Penelope Curry. Haley Rogers is the X factor for that team. And the reason why is North Farmington's got some issues in the interior. They're not a deep team at all. But when you really look at North Farmington, you know, Haley Rogers is the key because a lot of people are going to focus on Penel on um, on Curry and Leffler. They're going to pay a lot of attention to them. So when you really look at it, I mean, I think, I really think North Farmington, they could surprise some people this year. They could. I mean, they could really well. Um, let's go now from North Farmington to Troy Athens. Um, the Redhawks return a lot this year. They got a lot coming back from a team that, you know, they they were around five hundred last year, were six and eight. Um, they knocked off Oxford on the road to close out the year, um, before COVID nineteen protocols got to them. But there's a lot to like with Coach Jesus Clump's team. A lot to like. Um, Jillian Siak's back, you got L.A. Tempko back. You got Mutz. I mean, like, L.A. Munko back. You got, um, you got, um, Jordan Boyle's coming back. I mean, like, there's a lot to like with the Red Hawks. They got experience. Experience matters in this league. It does. It truly does. Um, I am curious to see if, they, if they're ready to take the next step. I mean, I'm curious to see what happens there with them. Very curious. Um, Oxford. You know, when you look at the Wildcats, Obviously, you got Miranda Winemko and Peyton Richter back. Um, they lost a lot of leadership from last year, but those two are back. Um, curious to see how um, the young group actually emerges. They got a, they got three freshmen up on varsity. Um, when you look at um, Anna Saab, you look at um, Huff, Allison Huffstetter, and then um, Nevada Wood. Um, I've heard a lot of stories about those three girls. Really talented girls. So they should fit right in with Rachel Breyer's system. Um, I think that Oxford, you know, they're going to take some lumps early. Um, but later on, I think they're going to be a really dangerous team. The unfortunate thing for Oxford this year is their, po is their district. You know, they have to go up to Davison with the likes of Grand Blank, who's a powerhouse. You got Lapierre's going to be much improved. You have um, Davison solid, Flinkersley solid. I mean, it's going to be tough for Oxford going up there. Um, they were at Grand Blank last year. So I'm curious to see how this group gels, you know, and how they can develop the chemistry. I know the future is bright for this team. They're starting a lot of freshmen and sophomores. But when Emko and Richter give them a really good chance to be really competitive in this division, really good chance. And then there's Lake Orion. I mean, the Dragons return a lot. I mean, they're getting Kylie Heck back from injury. 
Um, Maddie Everett's been really solid. Um, you look at um Chloe Weegers has been solid. You look at um you got a um Olivia Poblowski's really interesting player for Coach Bob Bridges. I mean, here's a girl that's paid a lot of dues. You know what I mean? I mean, like, um, she's taking her lumps. You know what I mean? Now she's senior captain. And I'm curious to see what I'm curious to see what Poblowski brings. Really curious. I mean, like, you know, so when you look at Lake Orion, obviously the junior class is really strong. Um, but this team has been through a lot. They have a tough schedule. I mean, they have a tough non-conference. So if you're Coach Bob Bridges, you know, you know, enjoy the moment. You know what I mean? Enjoy the moment. Have the girls keep working. I mean, bottom line is this, you know, for Lake Orion, this is a team that could do some real, real good this year. I mean, this, this, this is a well-oiled machine. I really view Lake Orion as a well-oiled machine. So we'll see what happens with the Dragons. I have Lake Orion favoring the white. Um, Oxford second, Athens third. Um, I got Adams, I got North Farmington fourth, Adams fifth, Rochester sixth. Um, and then, um, my goodness, my brain is all gone today. I mean, Berkeley seven, Troy Athens, and uh, Berkeley seven, and then, um, Bloomfield Hills eight. This concern with Berkeley, with the coaching, um, situation there, with the transition there, um, Really concerned. I'm curious to see how this division is going to be. I mean, Lake Orion has to be the favorite with the experience they have back. Um, also with the, um, also adding Olivia Peplowski. I think she's a big X factor for Lake Orion this year. Um, Oxford, obviously, with Nepco and um, Richter. Um, Athens experience, North experience, Adams. Curious to see how that's going to lurk. Rochester, young team. I mean, like then, um, and then, um, Olympia Hills are going to be very young, but I really like the direction that Coach Kristen Matthews taking that team. So we'll see what happens there in the white. Now to the red. I mean, you got to look at Clarkson, West Bloomfield, Stony Creek, Troy. Um, I'm curious to see how um, West Bloomfield's going to be with Darren McAllister's new head coach. Um, obviously got the Davis sisters back. You got Manio Hooper. You got the Hendricks sisters back. There's a lot to like with West Bloomfield. There's a lot of showcase games for them. Um, I'm curious to see how West Bloomfield does. I'm curious to see how the Lakers do. Um, top non-conference. I know they got Jamie Ginster their assistant coach. So that's a team I'm very keeping an eye, a close eye on. I'm concerned about their depth. Um, besides those five, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. With West Bloomfield. Um, Clarkson. You know, when you look at the Wolves, I mean, this is a team that... New coach and Aaron Good now. But it's a familiar coach. He was with the JV team um, last season. Their coach, John Wire. Um, you got Matty Sikorsky back. Izzy Haley. Um, Ava Hernandez. Um, Sophia Walker. I mean, they got experience back. And that's a good thing for Clarkson. That's a really good thing. When you have a lot of experience coming back. That says a lot. It really does say a lot when you look at the Wolves. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens there with Clarkston. I mean, they're going to be really good again. Now, West Bloomfield Clarkson, they could switch. So it's very curious to see what happens there. Stony Creek's a team that's got a lot of people back. You look at Milan Scorch. You look at Mia Carson. You got both LaPrairie, Sydney, and Sarah. 
I mean, you got Emily Flynn. I mean, you got you got Miss Solik back. I mean, like obviously, when you look at Stony Creek, you got everybody back. This is good. this is this is gonna be a good basketball team this year. They got a tough schedule, tough non-conference. There's a lot to like with this team. They won 15 games last year. I mean, Stony Creek's a very dangerous team this year. They really are. I mean, there's a lot to like with Coach um with Coach Kellen James's team. There's a lot to like. I mean, this is going to be really interesting. Really is. Then you have Troy. Troy, of course, you know, I'm curious to see how they're going to do without Alyssa Mantuza who's out for the ACL. Um, I'm very curious to see with Troy, with Troy, you know, how Kendall Zyder and um, Charlotte Sabaka Mia Valchudis is going to be. That's going to be the key for Troy this year. Is those three, along with Lizzie Bullock, and Avery Young. Can those two girls make up for the man make up for Mantuza? That's gonna be the key for Troy. If those two can't, Troy can be in some trouble this year. Um, let's look at Groves now. I mean, Groves with we know what happened with them this offseason. We know the drama that they went through this offseason. We know that. New coach in Allison Heidi takes over the program. I am very curious to see what. Groves has. You do have Jordan Peterson coming back. You got others as well on that. So when you look at Groves, they, they can be good. I think they can be pretty good. But I'm curious to see how this team meshes with Allison Heidi. I'm curious to see how they do. Because that's going to be the key for their season. I know Groves had a very murderous role with schedule last year. They had a really difficult schedule. But you know, the, the non-conference has lightened up a little bit. But I'm, but there's still some really tough teams, tough games in there. So I'm curious to see how Groves does this year. Really am. They could be a dark horse in the red. Who knows? I mean, but I think there's a lot of good teams in that division. A lot of good teams. Then there's Southfield. I mean, last year, they won one game. It was very unusual for Coach um, Sakia Coltrane. I've heard a lot of hype. I've heard a lot of hype surrounding this team. Yes, Jalen Austin's back. They got a young nucleus coming up. Really good nucleus. But I'm curious to see it, but it's hard to do a rebuild in the red. Really is. That's the true bottom line. So I'm curious to see how this team adapts to life in the red. It's not going to be an easy thing for them. Wouldn't be. It's not going to be. We'll see what happens to them going forward. And then there's Royal Oak. I mean, Royal Oak's a team that I think could do some wonders this year. Yes, they lost a lot, including Sarah Sorgan. But they do have some good pieces coming back. And I know they had some proven varsity. They, the JV team had to play in the postseason last year because the varsity team most of them was on COVID protocol. So I'm curious to see how Royal Oak does. Program strength is going to be there for them. Ryan Zapata's done a really good job with that team. He's done a really good job of that program. So I'm very curious to see what happens there. So when I look at the red, um, obviously you got Clarkson, West Bolivia. You can flip them if you want to. You know what I mean? But I just think right now, you know, West Bolivia, you know, has new coach to adapt to. Clarkson right now has a new coach. Clarkson does have a new coach, but the transition period is much easier for them than it is for West Bloomfield right now. 
So that is what is there. And then I got Stony Creek, Troy, Groves, um, Southfield, then Royal Oak. That is my projections right now in the red division. My top 10 to start the year. Um, I think this is going to be very interesting. Obviously, Clarkson's my top team. West Bloomfield, I got them at number two. Um, my number three team, I got Stony Creek. I really like what I've seen from them. Really dynamic team. Really good team. Um, my number four team I got right now is, um, you know, I don't have the standings with me, but, um, I got Adams 10. I got, um, Adams right now at 10. I got North Farmington at nine. Um, I got, I got Troy Athens at eight. Um, I got, um, I got Troy Adam four right now. I got Lake Orion at five, Oxford six, Groves at seven, um, so those are my interesting, um, those are my top 10 right now. I mean, like, you can, if you want to take a look at the top 10, it's my, my blog at Sammy, no, it's um, Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com to um, take a look at the preview um, for girls basketball. I know a lot of people have seen it already um, coming in the season. Um, there's a lot to be excited for heading into the year. There's a lot to be excited coming into the season. But right now, when you look at the, I have the top 10 there. I have my projections. Um, basically, explaining to everybody, you know what I mean, how I think it's going to be heading into the season. Um, I know we got two weeks until the first game of the year starts. Um, I believe first game start on the 29th of November, which is after Thanksgiving. Um, so we'll be very curious to see what happens. I mean, obviously, um, you got scrimmages starting up pretty soon. Um, curious to see how things go. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, a lot of storylines around the league to keep a real close eye on. Um, my projection, actually, I forgot my projections, um, for the big game on, um, Saturday afternoon over Adam Howell, uh, between, um, West Bloomfield and, I'm uh, sorry, between Adams and, um, Grand Blank. I mean, my brain's been so messed up today. Um, I'm going to take Adams in this game because I think Adams has the, um, the veer counteracts depths. I think it's going to do that in this game. I really think Parker Pico is going to have a big game here. Um, Brady Prescorn's been really quiet this postseason. I think he's due to have a big game against Grand Blank. Grand Blank's not the greatest defensively. So, I think this is going to be a really good game here for um, Brady Prescorn to get back on um, track here. I know they got Joey Shallow on the other side. So, I'm curious to see what happens here with them um, in this game. But I just think it's going to be a I think Adams wins this game 24-17. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but I just think Adams, at the end of the day, I think the veer will be too much for um, for Grand Blank. So we'll see what happens with them going forward. All right, now everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, keep an eye on the blog at Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com um, for the latest information. Um, boys basketball players will be previewed next week. Um, wish everybody the best of luck going forward. Um, in boys basketball tryouts this week. Um, also keep a close eye on the girls basketball headlines as well. So, and also we're going to keep an eye on Adams as well in the postseason as well. So this is Sammy Tremaine here. I'm going to take care, everybody. I'm going to sign off here. Take care. God bless everybody. See you all next week, everybody. Take care. See you